Welcome to The Movement with your host, Shannon D. Hughes. In your life, do you celebrate the downfalls along with the peaks? You should. These define you as the person you are and help you learn your way to personal success. Now, here is the host of The Movement, Shannon D. Hughes. Wednesday, August 15th. Hello, everybody. I am your host, Shannon D. Hughes, and I welcome you to The Movement where we talk about movements not only within your lives, but just in life in general. And I'm going to hit you with a two-piece today. I have two powerful people that are going to be on the show today that are just going to show you their move, the movement they started and the lives they have been changing. So let me give you the particulars if you'd like to call the show. The number is 866-472-5795. That's 866-472-5795. Internationally, we have been growing. I'm happy to say that. Your number is 001-480-398-1405. You can also email the show at Shannon at Shannon D. Hughes, that's the movement.com. That's Shannon at Shannon D. Hughes, that's the movement.com. I want to thank Voice America and my executive producer, Tacey Trump, for uh, helping me put these shows together. So I have two people that are going to be joining us today. We're going to take them one at a time, but I just want to give them a short introduction. Uh, creating Love on Purpose. These two have inspired and guided thousands of singles through the journey of self-love to bring in the beloved. Their mission is to spread love around the globe by creating happy women, which leads to happy couples, which leads to happy communities, cities, states, and happy loving nations. They have been featured on countless radio and print outlets, NBC, Fox News, MSN, USA Networks, I could go on with this all day, but I'm just too excited to talk to these two. Um, they are Orna and Matthew Walters, but we are going to go ladies first. So let's say hello to Orna Walters. Orna, welcome to the movement. How are you today? Hi, Shannon. I'm so happy to be here with you on the movement today. Thank you for having us. Oh, this was uh, when I got to meet you, you and your husband in, in Los Angeles a couple of months back. It took me all the five minutes to hear you guys start talking. I said, I have to have them on the show. So we're also we're going to have your husband on, you know, and in the next uh, segment. But I want to start with you. Let's talk about you for a second before Matthew. Talk about your um, your 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 background a little bit, like about you know relationships and the things that you dealt with. Uh, can you talk about that a little bit? Oh, sure. Absolutely. Um, I really struggled with uh, love relationships for most of my adult life, even as a Mm -hmm. teenager dating and whatnot. Um, I worked in the film industry for over two decades and really had quite a successful career in the entertainment industry. Um, But when I was really quiet and really searched inside of myself for what did I want in my life, when I asked myself, what do I really want? The answer that would always come was love. And it was really hard for me because most of the guys that I would date would tell me all these things they really liked about me in the beginning of the relationship. And then, you know, a few months in, they'd be breaking up with me for the same things that they said they liked a few months earlier. So Mm -hmm. I was like, "Uh uh-oh, something's, you know, there's a a mismatch going on here. And uh, I actually had the wake-up call of a lifetime back on New Year's Eve of 1994. I was with a boyfriend who we were living together. We'd been together about a year and a half or so. And Mm -hmm. I really thought he was the guy, you know, like when we met, sparks flew, all that stuff. And we'd been together over a year, you know, things seemed to be moving in the right trajectory. But on New Year's Eve of 1994, Shannon, he beat me. And it was certainly the darkest night of my life. And I -hmm. know that I lived through that night so that I could do the work Mm -hmm. that I'm doing now with my beloved, with Matthew. Um, because in my home, love and pain were intertwined. I grew up with abusive parents, physically abusive Mm -hmm. and verbally abusive. And what I understand now is that we will attract in what is familiar to us. And what was familiar to me was that kind of abuse. Right. Right. Let me ask, um, with abusive relationships and I, I, and I have a lot of female, um, friends that are listening to this show today. And I wanted to, and I'm going to ask Matthew, um, since I've talked on it, but from a woman's point of view, um, I've, I've heard women say, you know what? I feel bad when I feel it's my fault or that I did something. 
you know, to invoke this whatever from the gentleman. Uh, when you were in that relationship, did you ever say, okay, what could I have done to provoke this? So maybe is it my fault? Did you ever think that at all? Or what did it catch you off guard? Can you tell, tell me your thought process during that after um, uh, the abuse that happened? Sure. <laughs> you know, I never felt like I had provoked anything that evening. It, it, you know, the way mm-hmm. things escalated so quickly, and I knew his history, and he right. was um, very good-looking, very charming, and came from a history um, where his, both his parents collected marriages as hobbies. His parents right. were not together from when he was a young boy. He did, in fact, mm-hmm. witness his dad physically abuse his mother, and his mm-hmm. mother went from one abusive relationship to another. So the talk he would talk, not the walk he would walk, but the talk he would talk right. was, I saved my mom from these abusive relationships. And so you would think the way he would present himself, that it was, mm-hmm. you know, that that wasn't something that was ever, you know, that his, the way he would talk about his relationship with both parents was really interesting. He became emancipated minor. He didn't want to have anything to do with his dad. And there was right. a lot of things where I really was just shocked. I mean, the twenty twenty hindsight we get after an event like that, there was an right. early event where we were just dating um, in the early part of the relationship where we were at a party and he actually, we had a small argument and he like grabbed me and shook me and it scared me really bad and I was going to, I was yeah. out and he won me wow. over. Oh, come on. It's not like I hit you. I'm so sorry. It wasn't that big a deal. Mm-hmm. You know, I was drunk, you know, all of that stuff. So that was my only inkling into what was possible. And right. what happened on that night of New Year's Eve of 1994 was mm-hmm. something that I didn't blame myself. So I apologize for that. And uh, I had one of Walter's on the line uh, speaking about uh, past abuse in our relationship. Uh, the number is 866-472-5795. And we're just going to wait until we reestablish connection. So I apologize to the um, the movement uh, audience. But And so I, I think, do we have Warner back? We do, we do. I'm right here. Hello, there hello. I'm I'm so sorry, my friend. I'm so sorry, my friend. But uh, but I caught a, a good part of it. Let me ask you a, a quick question, if I may. I'm sorry that I didn't let you finish because of the connection. Um, kind of a tough question for me to ask, to be honest with you. But I'll, I'll ask it. Um, when you so after the the, the abuse, how did you start to transform to get over? that violent attack? How does that, I mean, that kid have been easy for you to do. No, I mean, I, I can't, you know, I, we could spend, you know, three days with me telling you, I, I've always been a seeker and a searcher, you know, it wasn't, there isn't mm-hmm. one right, thing right. that I did, you know, um, there were, it was a, it was a transformative process that took many, many, many mm-hmm. years. But, you know, what I was right. saying, and I know those mercury retrograde gremlins seem to have, you know, like interrupted us today, but I know this is a hot right. topic and I want women to really understand and men too, that, you know, we choose what is familiar, that, that spark of attraction right. really comes from what is familiar to us as little kids. And so it, right. what I realized was that he was a match to the experiences I had in my family of origin with these um, right. emotionally abusive and physically abusive parents. So for me, having the awareness is always the first step, right? You can't change something unless mm-hmm. you're aware of what needs changing. But um, mm-hmm. there's the thing about really knowing what you know, about getting out of a situation like that. And I think that this is important because, you know, this was back in the day when we weren't all so reachable. You know, nowadays everybody has a cell phone on them. You know, I never had another conversation with him. And I knew Mm. that even if I lived in Alaska and there was snow outside my door piled up, you know, as high as an elephant's eye, that if he came to my door selling snow, I'd buy it from him. So I'm grateful for that intuition in myself that I knew I could just never speak with this person again, and I got out. And that helped the healing process. Um, also, I, you know, was living in, and I grew up and, and still do live in Los Angeles, California, actually, in Santa Monica. And um, mm-hmm. 
we had that Northridge earthquake, which hit Santa Monica pretty hard. So 17 days later, on January 17th of 1994, my outer world matched my inner world. And in a weird way, it was like, oh, suddenly everybody was walking around shell-shocked. And it kind of helped me in my healing process because I wasn't standing out so much. Everybody walking around was in shock. Oh, my goodness. That is just awful. We are talking with Orna Walters, and I'm sorry for the uh, the bad connection and the disconnection of the uh, interview. 866-472-5795. We're actually about a minute against the break. I was wondering if you could give me just 30 seconds before we bring on your husband after the, the break. Um, you right now, obviously you're married and you moved on. When you Was there a point where you knew you were past it? Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, I I don't like to say I've been a victim of domestic violence. I don't even like the word, Mm -hmm. you know, survivor of domestic violence. Like, I don't want to think of myself as a victim. And I think that Mm -hmm. was the most empowering step for me was to not think of myself as a victim, to know that, you know, we are given free will choice. And that with our free will, we have the, the most power that there is, that I am, right. I am in charge of what I think, what I feel, what I do. And putting myself in the driver's seat of my own life to say, look, nobody's coming to save me. It's up to me to change my life. And that I really wanted to know how to have a great love relationship. And so, yes, I had to go through a transformation so that, you know, mm-hmm. the guy I'm married to and sitting next to right now, my amazing husband, mm-hmm. um, you know, yes. who I call Mr. Safe, right? I had to have a All transformation right. to find Mr. Safe attractive because right. this guy even escorts bugs out of our house. You know, they don't, they don't get killed in our house because he wouldn't hurt a fly. I love it. I love it. You are speaking to the dynamic Warner Walters, and when we come back from break, we're going to talk to her, Mr. Fantastic, that Mr. Matthew Walters on the other side of this break. So we will step away for a few seconds. We will be right back on the movement right after this. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. If your life needs some structure and direction, you may need a life coach. Interested? Contact Shannon at sdhughesenterprises at gmail.com for a free 30-minute consultation. Trying to find a buyer for your home? Tired of paying fees and commissions? Need to get out of your home quickly with no fuss? Real market experts can help. Get a cash offer on your home today. Our nationwide network of investors will ensure you receive the best price for your home in Chicago and the Chicagoland area. Get started now. Call 1-800-SELL-NOW or 708-887-0795. You can also visit our website at realmarketexperts.com slash IL. Is your credit card processor for your business charging you high processing rates? Do you need an upgrade of your current credit card processing terminal and would like it for free? Let North American Bank Card lower those processing rates and qualify you for a free brand new credit card processing terminal. Call Shannon for a free statement analysis, 708-887-0795 or email Shannon at sdhughesenterprises at gmail.com. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. You are listening to The Movement. To reach the show today, please call in to 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. If you'd rather send an email or if you are looking to be a sponsor for The Movement, contact the show via email to shannon at shannondehughes-themovement.com. That's shannon at shannondehughes-themovement.com. We'd love to hear from you. I certainly would love to hear from you, 866-472-5795. We are on with this terrific power company, Orna and Matthew Walters. I got a chance to meet them a couple of months ago, and they have been so kind to grace us on, on the show today, 866 again, 866-472-5795. We had Wonder Woman on in the first part, Orna, and now we're going to have 
her Mr. Fantastic Superman, Matthew Walters. He is her partner, and he is going to talk about himself as well. So, Mr. Matthew Walters, welcome to the movement, my friend. How are you? I am excellent, Shannon. So glad to be here. Oh, that, that, the feeling is mutual, my friend. So I want to kind of take the same path with you as I did with your lovely wife. Talk about your history of relationships prior to you meeting Orna. What was that like for you? What kind of things did you go through? Sure, sure. Uh, I want to start by saying we didn't even come together until we were 40, right? So okay. we always say that it's, it's never too late. You know, we weren't high school sweethearts. Right. We weren't college sweethearts or any of that. We were 40 when we finally met, and neither of us had ever been married. And we joke between the two of us that the reason we became relationship experts is because we pretty much made every mistake you can make in relationship. In fact, we were back, <laughs> I'm from Kansas City originally, and we were back home and I was talking to a, a college friend of mine and she said at one point in the middle of the conversation, she goes, I can't believe I'm getting relationship advice from the man I used to call the toxic bachelor. <laughs> right? Because <laughs> wow. I was not that guy who ever thought I was going to uh -huh. get married. I was not that guy who really was good relationship material when I was younger. And it wasn't until okay. I started looking at my life in my early 30s and saying, why am I so unhappy? I'm getting the things that I think I want, right, in my career, and I'm getting the success mm -hmm. I think I want, and I'm not happy. I'm not enjoying my life. Right. And so I started looking at what was really going on, and I came very quickly to the realization, what, oh, I was the one who was in control of my happiness, so what am I going to do about it? Right? What am I going to do to change right. that? And that's when I really woke up to who I was being in relationship. And I want to talk to mm -hmm. the men who are listening to this, because I want to present an idea that I think is radical that most men don't think about in relationship. And it's this idea, Let me write are this down. you Go in ahead. your integrity when you're in your mm -hmm. relationships? Right. Are you in your integrity when you're in your relationships? And I want to give a perfect example. I met this woman, and, you know, she was attractive, and, and I liked her, but, you know, I, I kind of knew she wasn't really it for me. But she said to mm -hmm. me very early on, oh, wow, I'm going to convince you I think you're the guy, right? And I, I said, mm. knock yourself out. Continued to <laughs> go out with her on a regular basis, continued to sleep with her on a regular basis, all the while knowing she was not what I wanted, and knowing that she wanted more from me. Right. And it, it ended up being not, I mean, it ended up being really messy because of that. And when I was right. looking at that, I thought, okay, who was I being that helped create that mess? Right. And what I realized was I was completely out of my integrity because I knew who she was and what she wanted. And I knew that I mm -hmm. was not in agreement with her. And yet I was using that situation to get regular sex, to get intimacy, to, you know, to have a good time. Right. And I think a lot of guys, we think this way. And we're not yes. thinking about our integrity in relationship and what that really means. Right. I agree. Um, I, I, would, I hate to use myself as an example, but I got to go there. So I think for me, between the ages of 25 and 35, Walter, um, Matthew, that's yeah. kind of where my head was at. Um, it's like I was scared to tell the woman, you know, this is not really working for me. Or, you know, it's, it was kind of like, you know, it was cute because, you know, the, the honeymoon period is always good. But then it, you start to see that they start to see who you really are. And sometimes you're just right. hanging around just to be hanging around. And I'm ashamed to admit it, but that's kind of where I was. Now, I'm 45 now. I'm, I got to be more honest about it. As I got older, I'm like, eh, I would like to be in a relationship, but it's not a priority at this time. And some women would say, oh, I don't like it, but they respected me more for saying it. I wish I had said that when I was 25 and 30. It, but it was just a painful process. I just think a lot of times guys are not, as you said, are not honest with themselves and, in, and being full of integrity saying, yeah, this is, you know, Women seem to be a little bit more honest about it when they become in relationships, but I just was, I was not in the right headspace at that time. So I can totally relate to what you're saying. Yeah, you know, and when it comes down to it, you know, Orna sort of hinted at it with, you know, talking about mm -hmm. her family of origin and the family she grew up in. And, 
you know, when we started this work and we really came to this really deep insight and deep realization about intimate relationships and what drives our behavior in intimate relationships, it's this childhood wound that we call your love imprint, right? Your love imprint is how you learn to receive love in your family of origin. It is a subconscious imprinting of what love looks like, feels like, the dynamic of Mm -hmm. relationship. And what we're not conscious of is the fact that we are seeking to recreate that dynamic over and over and over again in our intimate relationships. And so for me... And my family of origin, you know, it was a big family. There, there's four boys and a, and a, and a girl, and I, I was the youngest mm-hmm. growing, you know, being born into that dynamic. And my family is like a very typical Midwestern family. They don't express emotion very well. The best way they can express emotion mm-hmm. is by making fun of you, right, being sarcastic and picking right. on you. That's how you know they actually <laughs> like you, right? If they're not picking on you, exactly. then they probably either don't know you or they don't like you. Um, Right. But as a little baby coming into that environment, I didn't understand that. I thought mm-hmm. I was constantly being told there was something wrong with me. And so on mm-hmm. some deep level, love felt like rejection. Right. So I was always attracted to those women who really weren't that into me. Right? I was like, oof, man, that's, that's, right. that, that gave me the charge when I meet that woman. And then when I met a woman like the one I told you about who was really into me, I kept thinking... Mm-hmm. You know, what's wrong with you, right? And then the second thought I would get is, well, wait till you get to know me. Because I didn't really like who I was. And so Mm -hmm. I couldn't accept love from somebody who said, you're really great. I think you're an awesome guy. I think you're really cute. I think you're really smart, right? A woman who would give me all those compliments, I was suspect of. Because I didn't Mm -hmm. feel it inside of myself. It wasn't an energetic match. Right? Whereas a woman who said, I, I don't know about you, you're not really my type, I'd go, oh, what's that? Right? I'd be attracted yep. to that. And it really right. was about, for me, that journey of, of learning to, to love myself, as they say, right? learning self-acceptance, learning to say, you know what, even those parts of me that I'm not crazy about, right? the, the crunchy mm-hmm. parts, um, even those are, are, are worth loving. Right. You know, part of that journey for me was sobering up, was waking up to to how I was numbing myself out from all of those negative emotions and being, uh, I think it's what, 16 years sober now um, Mm -hmm. and and living a a conscious life, you really start to look at those pieces. You can't run from them. You can't hide them. You've got to deal with them. I agree. Wow. We are speaking to Matthew Walters, um, and I, I almost wanted to rename this episode after just listening to you and your wife, uh, Shannon's 20s and 30s, because all of that stuff is really, it, it's just interesting how a family can really impact your, your upbringing, can impact you as an adult. And I think a lot of times, as you said a minute ago, you can't run from that stuff. It just seems like it, the cycle kind of repeats, and if you don't get seek some type of help or recognize the symptoms, you can, you're just repeating a part. Your wife said it in the last thing, she was, she, she kind of brought up an abusive home and now she's dealing with that. And here you just talk, everything you just said, I went through. So I guess with men, and you can either confirm or deny, men are just stubborn and just kind of just say it is what it is and I'll just deal with it as it comes. Does that sound feasible when, 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 when we guys go through that type of stuff? Oh, you're, I'm, I'm laughing right now, right? Because my wife calls me one of the most stubborn people she ever met. Um, <laughs> you know, it's, 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 the question is taking that stubbornness and using it for our own good. And what I mean by that yeah. is you want to start getting stubborn about the fact that you're not going to put up with this anymore. You want to start getting stubborn mm-hmm. about the fact that you're sick of the way you've been being in the world and who you've been being in the world, and you're going to get stubborn about changing it, right? It's taking that quality... Right. You know, and, and I think you can see it in the gym a lot easier than you can see it in your own life, right? When you're at the gym, it's like that, right. no, I'm going to push through this, right? That right. quality has its usefulness. It's a question of what we're doing with it. When we're digging in our heels and okay. saying, I don't have a problem. I don't want to look at this problem. I don't like this problem. I'm not dealing with it, right? Then, then that is the problem. Oh. Wow, that is that is excellent. Uh, 866-472-5795. That's 
347-257-9595. I am speaking right now with Matthew Walters, and we'll be bringing his wife back in for the last two segments of the show. So I know how happy you are, <laughs> because I can see it on your face when I met you in Los Angeles. <laughs> um, tell me when you, I'll ask, pose the same question I posed to your wife. Did you, When did you know you were coming out of that, I guess that cycle, when you kind of started to recognize you know, I got to stop this. Did, did you kind of know that, like, I'm, I've turned the corner? Did you, did you, can you pinpoint a time or an age when you started to say, you know what, it's time to break this? Uh, you know, there was a time right around when I turned 35 um, where I started mm-hmm. going, you know what, I'm, I'm going to be 35 years old and, and uh, I'm going to have to do something about my life because I can't continue to live it this way. Right, and I started seeking help, and I started seeking mentors, and I discovered a few things. I discovered meditation, I discovered uh, hypnosis and hypnotherapy, I discovered uh, yoga and different yogic practices, and I discovered these things as tools, right, that you can use to to break out of these patterns, to break out of these subconscious stories, because we are by nature we are creatures of habit, right? Our subconscious mind. Yes loves to keep us alive. And the way it keeps us alive is it keeps things the same. Because what we know, what is familiar to us, we haven't died yet, so clearly that's all we need. right? What we don't know, what is new to us, what is unfamiliar, feels unsafe. And so we have mm. to break through that barrier. We call it a paper tiger of fear, right? Because it's not, it's not actually going to hurt you. But you've got to push through right. that resistance, that fear that says, I don't know this other way of being. I am willing to push through the fear in order to experience it. And um, there was about a six, eight-month period of my life where I was dedicated to really just every day of my life was about pushing through that resistance. And um, mm-hmm. I'll tell you, for me, the, the biggest realization came, I was, I was like Orna, I had worked in the entertainment industry, and I had gone into my job that day at like 8 in the morning and turned on the computer, and as I'm waiting for the computer to boot up, this voice in my head said, this is what you're supposed to be doing with your life. And it spoke a truth that I already knew, but I didn't really know what Mm -hmm. the answer was, right? And so I started meditating Mm -hmm. on it. Every day I'd sit down and I'd say, you know, show me. Show me what I'm supposed to do with my life. And I was seeing this um, hypnotherapist who was guiding me through a lot of the change, and her face kept coming into my my mind, every time I'd ask that question, what am I supposed to do with my life, her face would show up. And so the next time right. I had an appointment with her, I told her what was going on, and she said, okay, and, and said, well, you know, I'm teaching this class in hypnosis on Monday night. Why don't you come and sit in? And so I did. I went and sat in on the class, and it, was, it wasn't like an intro-level class. This was people who had been seeing clients, and they'd been studying for over a year, right? And they were talking about different cases okay. and how to handle them, and and it was fascinating, and I could totally see myself doing that work. And I just went, okay, and I signed up and completely changed my life and started taking a whole new direction. And it wasn't until I met Orna that I even thought that I would be interested in helping people find relationship, right? But it is that wow. openness to, to what life is bringing you to say, well, this is showing up. Why don't I follow this and see where it goes, right, that really allows mm-hmm. these experiences to happen. All right, we are going to go to break, and when we come back, we're going to have them both on. We'll be right back on the movement right after this. Seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Trying to find a buyer for your home? Tired of paying fees and commissions? Need to get out of your home quickly with no fuss? Real market experts can help. Get a cash offer on your home today. Our nationwide network of investors will ensure you receive the best price for your home in Chicago and the Chicagoland area. Get started now. Call 1-800-SELL-NOW or 708-887-0795. You can also visit our website at realmarketexperts.com il. Is your credit card processor for your business charging you high processing rates? Do you need an upgrade of your current credit card processing terminal and would like it for free? Let North American Bank Card lower those processing rates and qualify you for a free brand new credit card processing terminal. 
Call Shannon for a free statement analysis, 708-887-0795, or email Shannon at sdhughesenterprises at gmail.com. If your life needs some structure and direction, you may need a life coach. Interested? Contact Shannon at sdhughesenterprises at gmail.com for a free 30-minute consultation. Change starts here. Change starts now. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. You are listening to The Movement. To reach the show today, please call in to 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. If you'd rather send an email, or if you are looking to be a sponsor for The Movement, contact the show via email to shannon at shannondehughes-themovement.com. That's shannon at shannondehughes-themovement.com. We'd love to hear from you. We would also like for you to go to the show's website, that's Shannon D. Hughes-TheMovement.com. That's Shannon Shannon D. Hughes-TheMovement.com. You'll see, you know, little mugshots of myself there. There's past episodes there as well. You can contact me for other information. You can also purchase my first book, Your Motivational Manual, Volume 1. And actually, Your Motivational Manual, Volume 2 is available today here on Amazon and Kindle Fire. So please pick up that book. Yes, I am the author. And by the way, during the break, I was joking with my guest on and Matthew Walters uh, that people are texting me because they're loving the information. Again, my cell phone number does not count during this show. So please feel free to call in. I'm sure they will not get mad if you ask them any questions. 866-472-5795. 866-472-5795. Email the show, Shannon at Shannon Hughes, that's the movement.com. We would love to hear from you. So now I have both on the line. I hope they are both online. We have some connection issues. I apologize. So Orna and Matthew, you are there, correct? Yes. Yeah, we're both here. <laughs> there you are. All right. Okay. So uh, I got a few questions. So we got a couple of segments left. So I would love to get, get as many as I can in with you two. So talk about when you two met, who wants to start? Uh, I'll start. Um, so I, <laughs> in, in my, you know, my late thirties, I really got serious. I thought, you know, I think I do want a relationship. I think I do want love. And I started, you know, looking at how do I make that happen? Right. And, mm-hmm. um, so in 2007, I got really active about it. I was like, I, I remember I went to this party and there was a bunch of guys there I knew, and I could have gone over and just sat down and started, you know, uh, shooting the crap with them, but I thought, you know, you know what, that's what I'd always do. And so I saw this, like, little gazebo right. in the backyard, and there were these two women there, and I thought, uh, let me go talk to them, right? And I just started doing mm-hmm. things like that. I just started reaching out and, and just being open to meeting women wherever I happen to be. And so I've been going to this business networking group, and um, one day, you know, I hosted a table, and one day Orna sat at my table, and this light, like, was shining over her head. I don't know what it was, but something inside of me said, <laughs> I need to talk to her. And I, I'd love to say that thing said, I want to date with her. But it really was just this, this feeling inside that says, I need to talk to this woman. So I set up mm-hmm. in this networking group what's called a one-on-one networking meeting, right, where we got together for breakfast to talk about right. how we could refer business to each other. And I'll, I'll let Orna take it from there. <laughs> okay, um, God, well, I want to hear I, this. I, Go ahead. You know, I always say, you know, Matthew and I, our first date was actually September 8th of 2007. So there was a long time between New Year's Eve 1994 and September 8th, 2007, and a lot of transformation. Mm -hmm. And I just want to point out that, you know, my boyfriends before Matthew were not bad men. They were great men, actually. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. They just weren't my guy. Right? Because I think it's right. important. It's like sometimes we go through experiences and we think, well, I just want somebody who's sober, or I just want somebody who doesn't gamble, or I just want somebody who won't beat me. And the truth is, is we can't create from lack, right? We can only manifest through the clear vision of what it is we actually want, not being clear on what we do right. not want. And so I had gotten really clear on what I wanted, and it, I could see it being refined out in the world. You know, I, got, I would end up with better and better boyfriends, right? And for one reason or another, those mm-hmm. relationships didn't work out. 
But the summer of 2007, I'll be honest, I dated more that summer than I had ever dated in my whole life. I was I was never mm-hmm. great at dating. It wasn't something I could say, oh, I love dating, you know. No, uh-uh. Right. But that summer, <laughs> I had... Um, I had met actually a, a psychic who gave me a reading and told me that I was ready, but that my guy wasn't and that I was in a holding pattern until he was ready. And so that summer, okay. I just put myself out as much as I could. I met as many people as I could. I went out as much as I could. I went to parties. I went, if somebody invited me somewhere to be out in public, I was like, well, if he's going to, you know, he's got to find me. I got to put myself out somewhere where I'm meeting new people so this guy could right. spot me. So um, the funny thing is, is Matthew and I had both been part of this business networking group for over a year, and we know for a fact we mm-hmm. attended the exact same meeting. It was the last Friday of the month. It was the West Side uh-huh. Breakfast meeting, and we were both at that meeting for over a year before we ever talked to each other. Is that crazy? Wow. Oh, wow. That, that, see, that's I always joke that right we're bad networkers. You know. <laughs> <laughs> you know. But the truth is, that West Side Breakfast was a big meeting. There could be 70, 80 people in the room. And both Matthew and I wow. were on this welcoming committee where we'd host a table. Like Matthew said, I was hosting a table. I sat at his table. Well, I was always hosting my own table. And that Friday, that was July, the last Friday of July 2007, I wasn't on the welcoming. I had an event that evening, and I wanted to sleep in, because if you're on welcoming, you have to get there early, and I wanted that extra 30 minutes, 40 minutes of sleep. And so I I bowed Mm. out. You know, I gave them plenty of notice, and I wasn't hosting table. And as, you know, fate would have it, whatever you want to call that, I did end up at Matthew's table. And the funny thing is, is when he called me after that meeting, you know, straight out of the handbook from the networking group, hi, this is Matthew Walters, I'd <laughs> like to do some one-on-one networking so I could better refer business to you. My response was, oh, gee, Matthew, um, I don't know my schedule right now. Can I get back to you? And I wrote down his name mm-hmm. and number, and I didn't call him back. And you know what? A week went by, and he called again. Hey, Ornitz, Matthew Walters. Now I was mortified as a business professional. I didn't get back to him yet. And I was like, oh, my goodness, Matthew, I'm sorry I didn't come back to you yet. Yes, let's get a networking meeting on the books. And I show up at that breakfast, and honestly, we talked about everything except our businesses. We sat there talking and talking and having breakfast and talking and talking and uh, somebody cleared our plates away, and we're talking, we're talking, and the shift changed over, and I kid you not, they brought over lunch menus and thought we had just sat down and tried to take our lunch order. <laughs> and then the same thing happened in the parking lot, where I got to go, yeah, I got to go, and we talk a little longer. I got to go, I got to go too, and we talk a little longer. And really, um, magic happened. Wow. This is such a movie, I'm telling you. We are speaking to Orna and Matthew <laughs> Walters. Uh, yeah, Matthew, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to use that. Uh, this is a one-on-one meeting. I'm going to have to start using that as a line. So we are a few minutes away <laughs> from our final break. <laughs> we are a few minutes away from our final break. I want to just uh, throw a couple of questions. Let's throw this question out before the break, and then uh, I'll let either one of you answer. So why do you two, either or can answer this question, why do you two... Um, why do some people find love easily and some people struggle to have lasting love? I'll let either one of you take this. All right. We'll do that after the break. I, I think we no, can. No, I think we're going to start. Are we going to start now? Yeah. Oh, yeah, oh. yeah. You gotta, we got about two minutes before the break. If you want to start, go ahead. Oh, I see what you're saying. All right. Well, we, I mean, you know, because we had a lot to say on this subject. Um, you know, Matthew kind of alluded to it, and we sort of started it at the beginning to really talk about the way right. we learn to receive love in our family of origin. So basically, we learn everything from when we're born up until about age eight or nine. Every experience we have, in a sense, is written on the hard drive of our mind, our subconscious. It's why children learn so quickly. We can learn multiple languages. We learn all kinds of things. But, you know, uh, you know that saying, Shannon, where people say you can't reason with a four-year-old? Have you ever heard that? Good Lord, yes. 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 Well, that's <laughs> yes. an actual truth. You cannot reason with a four-year-old because up until about age eight, nine, we do not have the capacity to reason. At age eight, nine, mm-hmm. the mind changes. 
and there's a separation between the conscious mind and the subconscious mind. If you look at school, school dramatically changes after that age. We're not just memorizing things like one plus one is two, two plus two is four. We're memorizing and, and repeating it back, but we're not thinking about it. Our ability to reason happens after age eight, nine. Everything that happens before that is locked in our subconscious, right. including how we do love. So in a sense, this um, concept that we coined the phrase, your love imprint, is locked mm-hmm. in your subconscious. Your love imprint is how you learn to receive love in your family of origin. And it even determines who you have the spark of attraction with. So those people who easily find love and lasting love, that satisfying, soul-satisfying, long-lasting love, we like to say, that find it easily when they're young, had really healthy love imprints, grew up in a family where their needs were met, where they were loved in alignment with the way they wanted to be loved. And one of the reasons I love doing this work with my amazing husband, besides the fact that he's an awesome coach and an amazing human being, but the other reason I love is because he grew up in, you know, like a typical Midwestern family. There wasn't some big trauma or abuse or anything like my story, and yet he struggled with love for as long as I did, right? So what I really want people to understand is it's kind of like the setting on your GPS for love, right? It's like if you plug in the address incorrectly on your actual GPS, you can end up a few doors down from your intended destination or you can end up hundreds of thousands of miles away. And so it doesn't matter Mm -hmm. if you have this huge disparity between the kind of love you would like that you desire and what you received as a little kid like I did, or you can have just a little tiny mismatch like Matthew did, you're still not getting to your destination. Wow. You, wow. It's just under the gun. She got all that in. We are speaking to Orna and Matthew Walters. They are soulmate coaches for the spirit of successful single women who have everything, and they are just want you to they're creating love on purpose. We are heading to our final break with my superpower team. We will be right back on the movement right after this. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Is your credit card processor for your business charging you high processing rates? Do you need an upgrade of your current credit card processing terminal and would like it for free? Let North American Bank Card lower those processing rates and qualify you for a free brand new credit card processing terminal. Call Shannon for a free statement analysis, 708-887-0795 or email Shannon at sdhughesenterprises at gmail.com. If your life needs some structure and direction, you may need a life coach. Interested? Contact Shannon at sdhughesenterprises at gmail.com for a free 30-minute consultation. Trying to find a buyer for your home? Tired of paying fees and commissions? Need to get out of your home quickly with no fuss? Real market experts can help. Get a cash offer on your home today. Our nationwide network of investors will ensure you receive the best price for your home in Chicago and the Chicagoland area. Get started now. Call 1-800-SELL-NOW or 708-887-0795. You can also visit our website at realmarketexperts.com slash IL. We don't follow. We lead. Join us. The Voice America Influencers Channel. You are listening to The Movement. To reach the show today, please call in to 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. If you'd rather send an email or if you are looking to be a sponsor for The Movement, contact the show via email to Shannon at ShannonDHughes-TheMovement.com. That's Shannon at ShannonDHughes-TheMovement.com. We'd love to hear from you. She is a warrior who wins. She is a two-time best-selling Amazon author and is currently working on her fourth book. She served two years as a facilitator of life skills course within the jail system, inspiring countless people to life-altering change. Join me next week when my guest will be Wileen Benson. Join me on The Movement next week at 2 p.m. Eastern and 11 a.m. Pacific. You can download my past episodes on demand on voiceamerican.com, and you can also listen to past episodes and this episode today, later today in iTunes. We are in the final stretch. 
with my wonderful guests and soon-to-be lifelong friends, Orna and Matthew Walters. So let's hit these hard. Let's see if we can uh, do some rapid fire. We still got some time here. So either one of you, what is the key to attraction? It's a, like Orna said, it's a subconscious program, right? Attraction is something that we do not even think about. It's something that the subconscious says, this is familiar, this is familiar, this is familiar. You know, so many motivational Mm -hmm. speakers talk about turning your fear into excitement. I think you've heard that, right? Because fear and excitement have the same physiological response. You know, shortness of breath, our palms Mm -hmm. get sweaty, our heart rate picks up. And yet, in relationship, especially if you have a story like Orna's, right, where there's abuse and everything in there, that excitement response can actually be a fear response. And so a lot of people are having a fear response that says, this is familiar danger, and they're taking it as this is familiar exciting. And that's why people choose the same wrong person over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. Wow, familiarity. You just go with what you know. Orna, did you want to add anything to that? Uh, I would say that was perfect. I I got nothing to add there. No, I love it. See, you can tell they're a married couple. So talk about with working with your clients, the tools of transformation. Can you share with the audience what that is? Sure. <laughs> well, we do have a vast skill set, uh, you know, as we met in a business networking group. So I had my coaching business right. as a manifestation coach utilizing mm-hmm. the science of hand analysis. So I'm trained as a mm-hmm. professional hand analyst. That's non-predictive scientific palmistry. So the lines of the palm okay. are a map of your major neural pathways. There's cool stuff in the lines of the palm. We can identify through the heart line what you need in relationship. And also mm-hmm. in the fingerprints, because I'm trained to read the fingerprints, as your soul's journey. So we get to identify the mm-hmm. arenas of your life purpose, why you're here, the things that make your beanie spin, what you came here to do. And also in the fingerprints are your life lesson arenas, your challenge arenas, your blind spot arenas. And so we brought that skill set into creating love on purpose. So we both brought our skill set in um, from our previous you know, incarnations as businesses of our own and then put them together when we came together. You know, like I said before, I studied hypnosis. I also studied NLP, therapeutic imagery, all different ways of communicating with the subconscious mind. Because when we want to truly make change, we could try to power through it with our willpower, but that's a rough road. That's that's a lot of work. Let's Let's get everything in alignment moving in the same direction. So it's about speaking the language of the subconscious, right? And the subconscious communicates through symbol, image, story, and metaphor. And it communicates through the body. If you think about it, our emotions Mm -hmm. all show up as physical sensations in the body. So if we start noticing where our anger shows up or where that sadness lives inside of our body, it starts to become a metaphor for what's really going on. We get a lot of deeper insight into that story and we can begin to transform it. So we really focus on the transformation for each client. In other words, we don't spend Mm -hmm. a lot of time in information. Information to the conscious mind doesn't necessarily affect our behavior. You know, there are millions of people all around the globe that know smoking will kill them, and yet they are habitually lighting up these little cigarettes multiple, multiple times a day, even though they have the information, it isn't good for them and they should stop. They're not able to stop the behavior. So we don't focus in the information. We focus on the transformation. And again, we just have a really big toolbox to help create this transformation because a real transformation doesn't happen in a moment. It happens over a condensed period of time. If you think about a lemon on a tree. Right. It doesn't go from being hard and solid green to being soft, ripe, and yellow in a moment. It happens over a condensed mm-hmm. period of time. And so we have all kinds of uh, coaching packages. We have coaching programs. Right. We have group programs, individual programs. This transformation happens over a period of time where clients get to integrate the transformation that's happening in session into their daily life. Mm-hmm. And they start to show up differently. Things start to be different. You know, I bet you've had this experience, Shannon. You walk into a room of a few hundred people you've never met before. Let's just make it 100. Let's make it mm-hmm. a little smaller, right? About 100 people. Okay. You, you've had that experience, mm-hmm. right? Don't Absolutely. you automatically connect with some of those people in the room, whether they're male or female, right? Some people stand out. They're highlighted for you, yes. right? 
And the others yeah, are like absolutely. the extras in your own personal movie, right? Right. So are you consciously deciding who is highlighted and who stands out and who doesn't? Oh, look at her putting me on the spot. Um, <laughs> I had not really gave that much thought. Um, because you're not I thinking am. about it because it happens instantaneously, right? Our subconscious says, right. this is familiar. This doesn't fit the story, okay. so it's not important, right? Um, I and so it is right. those okay. people who are an emotional, energetic resonance with who we are, who are highlighted, who show up to us. And it goes back to this idea we're talking about attraction, right? Those people who are familiar to that story get highlighted to us. The subconscious says, oh, this looks like what you know love to be. And so it shines a light on it, right? And so, you know, we have clients who early in the work start to recognize all kinds of things changing. We had a client... uh, a woman in her 40s, she just turned 40, that's why she hired us. She was a little freaking out. She was 40 and still single, and she was a doctor, very, very successful in her field, traveled the world to speak, had a very successful uh, medical practice, and she lived in Miami in Florida, and she comes on to a session, I don't know, early in the work, and she's laughing, and we're like, what's so funny? She goes, oh my gosh, I couldn't wait to talk to you guys. I met three men all of them single, all of them age-appropriate. They all live in my building and have never seen them before. You have <laughs> we got were to like, what? <laughs> and she explained to us wow. each guy that she suddenly saw something she'd never seen before. One she met by the mailboxes, and another one she met in the parking garage, parked his car right next to hers, and another one she met, like, on the elevator. And she's like, all of them lived in my building. You know, she'd lived there nine years. She's like, one lived there longer than me, and the others lived there not as long as me, but over five years, all of them. And so she's like, wow, this is really working. I never even noticed those people existed before. So when you think about a hallucination, a hallucination is seeing something that's not there, like a mirage in the desert. A negative hallucination is not seeing something that is right in front of you. And so we are driven by what is familiar. If you've not experienced the love that you want in your past, that means you're going to have to have an internal shift to make what is unfamiliar but what you desire visible for you. All right. I love it. We got 30 seconds left. Could you all please give out the information where they, my audience can contact you too? They can always find us at creatingloveonpurpose.com. That's creatingloveonpurpose.com. We have a, a free special report there, Seven Major Mistakes single women make that block them from true love. Thank you very much. And remember, I love you and there's nothing you can do about it. As remember, you're always a part of the movement. Thank you for joining us for The Movement. Your host, Shannon D. Hughes, invites you to tune in again for another edition next Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time. That's 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel.